Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Registered investment advisor Terry Savage writes and talks about your money on the air, online, and in books. Terry, good morning. Here's the question. Uh, Well, actually, this is what I want to hear from you. Tell us there is now no need to be nervous about any money we have in a bank. All right, let me say this. There was never any need to be nervous if you were like probably most of our listening audience and had less than $250,000 on deposit in a bank. The FDIC is there. What happened at uh, Silicon Valley Bank was that it was a very sophisticated bank doing business with venture capitalists, most of whom left tons of money in the bank, billions literally, over the $250,000 insured limit. And that's where the scary part started. I could explain that, but for now, let me just give you the headline. Your money is safe, and as a matter of fact, the U.S. government got itself together, the Fed, the Treasury, the FDIC, and decided this was so serious, they wouldn't let even those with over $250,000 lose money, and they sort of bailed them out, not by the taxpayers, by a tax on banks, which is something we could debate. But in the meantime, they've stabilized for now the banking system for those huge deposits. There are consequences, of course. Mm -hmm. And that sounds like good news. But then why am I seeing headlines right now? European (laughs) stocks fall 2.5 percent. Banks slide 6 percent. What's going on? Okay. Then the Dow is down 350 points in the futures. Let me try and give a simple explanation of what happened. We always think of bank failures as when the banks made bad loans. Remember the savings and loans in the late 80s and they invested in water parks and all that stuff. Remember in 2008, the financial crisis brought on because they made mortgages to people who practically didn't exist, had no down payments. That's not the case. This bank had as its collateral for all the money there, the safest investments in the world, treasury bonds, IOUs from the U.S. government. Now, What happened was the same thing that we all realized last year when everybody said, wait, how did I lose money in my bonds as well as my stocks? The whole thing went down because the Fed was raising interest rates. And when they raise interest rates, the value, no matter if they're the best, safest U.S. government bonds, the value of your bonds goes down. Nobody's going to give you $1,000 for your old 2% bond when if they had the cash, they could buy a 4% bond. Now, banks don't care. They know that when they mature, the federal government will pay off those bonds. But this is the backing for their deposits. And when a big deposit or a VC comes in and says, we're going to take, you know, $800 million out of your bank, then the bank says, wait, we got to raise cash. When they go to sell those perfectly safe government bonds, they're forced to book a loss. It's not worth $1,000 in the open market. It will be when they mature in nine years, perhaps, but not now. So the banks found themselves selling the bonds at a loss, and all of a sudden, the word got out. They needed more capital. They tried to raise capital, and nobody wanted to buy them or invest in them. And so we had this crisis because all these VCs, big money, started to pull their money out. And by the way, the companies that they funded, 
were required to keep their accounts there, and then they made their payroll through those accounts. So all the tech engineers that work out in Silicon Valley had their checking accounts there and thought their payroll would be direct deposited over the weekend. And that was the real crisis. Now, the Fed stepped in, as I said. They said, oh, we're going to open a special window. You don't have to discount those bonds. The FDIC said you can use our funds and we'll get add even more funds to this uh, uh, this thing, and and that's not the taxpayers know. It's going to be a tax levied on all banks, which is okay. And the real question today is: Next week, the Fed's supposed to raise interest rates again. It's fighting inflation. The Fed chairman says we're going to raise rates again. Will they see what's happening in the banking system and what all these rising rates have cost? And will they say, "I oh, will stop fighting inflation for a while and take a look"? That's one concern. And the second concern is: Why are the bank stocks down? Because now they will have to either pay higher rates on deposit or borrow this money and their profits will fall. So there's concern about that, but it's not a crisis now. They've averted it. Mm -hmm. End of story. (laughs) We hope. And uh, is this a good time to put your money in a CD? Because what's that rate, 5% now? Well, here's the interesting thing that's happened. Um, We keep talking about treasury bills, for example. there's been a rush to safety over the weekend. And six-month Treasury bills we were talking about just a week ago were over 5%. This morning, they're under 4.7% as everybody rushed to take money out of the banks and find something safer, which is short-term U.S. government securities. But it, it's the same today as it was a week ago. If you're under the $250,000 insured limit, it's a good time to put money in the banks. And they may, in fact, in order to attract depositors. Remember, we've been telling them, you can go to the Treasury and get in the, a week ago over 5%. So now banks will probably have to raise their interest rates a little. That'll cut into profits. More later on WGN Radio and at terrysavage.com. Thank you, Terry. I feel better. But then I, I always feel so. better after I talk to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Paul Nolte is a senior wealth advisor and market strategist for Murphy and Sylvester. We asked him to pop in this morning to uh, help us with this financial situation. Good morning, Paul. If the crisis is over, why why is the market down so much at this hour? <laughs> we're in the middle. I wouldn't say we're necessarily over, but it's the reaction of people looking at the banks and questioning, okay, if this happened with Silicon Valley, it happened with some of these other banks, is my bank at risk? So, Um, It's very much a uh, sell first and ask questions later uh, type of scenario in the the markets today. And and financials across the board, whether it's J.P. Morgan or if it's a U.S. bank, um, they're getting uh, they're getting hit all across the board on the same concerns that profitability is going to be a problem and, and maybe more people or people will be taking money out of the banking system in general. I thought the issue with the Silicon Valley Bank was they had all their eggs in in, in one basket. Is that true? Yes. No, that is. Um, Both banks. Actually, the the Signature Bank in New York was was very tied to the crypto world. Silicon Valley, very tied to venture capital and technology firms. And a lot of them, the the scenario that unfolded was, you know, all the money that came out of after the pandemic, a lot of these companies were very flush with cash, especially the tech companies, didn't need to borrow money. And the bank is sitting on a lot of cash. So they went and bought 
30-year treasuries and mortgage-backed securities with the intent to hold them to maturity. Then interest rates went up, and as interest rates went up, the value of those bonds declined, so now they don't have as much value anymore. And today, a lot of those venture capital and, and tech companies are hurting for cash. They're pulling money out of the bank, and the bank doesn't have the, the full resources because of the decline in the bond portfolio over the last year. So that's that's kind of how that developed. And so, again, it's a mismatch between the asset side and the liability side. And that's really the heart of what bankers are supposed to do. And, and obviously, that did not happen in, the, in these two cases. So is there a concern about other banks with similar profiles? There's not there yes there is a concern with similar profiles but a lot of the a lot of the regional banks uh, have a pretty diverse base they have a smaller base of mom and pop businesses uh, individual clients etc so their base is a little bit more diverse it's stickier people are not likely you and I are not likely to open up a new account at, at JP Morgan just because or to chase um, and chase yield and that's what a lot of these companies were doing so their client base tends to be a little bit stickier but certainly when this happens investors again sell first and ask questions later what are you hearing and what are you telling your clients or are you not answering the phone this morning? <laughs> <laughs> you called, I answered the phone, clients call, I will answer the phone. Um, really, I think it, for depositors, I'm not concerned because, again, most people have less than $250,000 in the bank that's covered by FDIC insurance. As far as investments in banks, we have some, obviously, through the different mutual funds um, and ETFs that we own. Um, we think that, you know, again, as, as you and I have talked over the last couple of weeks, the Fed's going to raise rates until something breaks. We're starting to see the impacts of things breaking, and now the Fed is... Uh, the the expectation is Fed will cut rates. The last increase will be next uh, in two weeks, and then they're done for the year. May cut interest rates. And going back to two thousand and eight, the last time we saw a financial crisis like this, when the Fed starts to step into the marketplace, that's generally close to the bottom in the market. We may not be there yet today. This week we'll we'll see, but uh, I think we're getting much closer to a, a buying a longer term buying opportunity in the market than. Uh, selling everything at this point. Paul Nolte, Senior Wealth Advisor and Market Strategist for Murphy and Sylvest. Thanks for uh, answering the phone when we called this morning, Paul. <laughs> Always well. Thank you so much. <laughs> Talk to you soon.